Homeward is committed to partnering with parents and equipping you with the resources you need to raise your kids to become responsible adults. And Steadfast Companies, a leading real estate investment company, is proud to partner with Homeward to bring you the following podcast presentation. Remember, the family is one. Are we having fun yet? A little family solidarity. This is a great idea. I know what love is. Thanks to the good Lord above for giving us such a beautiful family. That's it. I want this family. I'm Jim Burns. Families are rather peculiar, aren't they? We all came from one. The majority of us are in one right now. Sometimes family relationships can feel like a tremendous strain. In fact, I remember one humorist who said, good friends are God's way of making up for a bad family relationship. Well, it is possible to repair the tears in the fabric of our families. And during the next half hour, we'll take a step further, talking about moving your family from good to great. Author Carol Kirkendall of Mops International is here to talk about what it takes to make your family a five-star family. So keep it right here on Homework. From the studios at the Homeward Center for Youth and Family on the campus of Azusa Pacific University, welcome to Homeward with parenting and family expert Dr. Jim Burns. I'm Roger Marsh. You know, as experts in their field, APU faculty members earn Fulbright scholarships and publish and present their work in books, academic journals, and conferences all around the world. As a matter of fact, Dr. Jim Burns is a not a Fulbright scholar necessarily, not yet, but he is a professor at Azusa Pacific University as well. And if you want to learn how you can take Jim's class in youth ministry, you want to go to apu.edu. Today, we're going to be talking about a very important topic, moving your family from good to great. Dr. Jim Burns talking with author Carol Kirkendall about this very important topic. And now, with part one of today's program, here's Jim. Welcome to Homeward. Today, we're talking about moving your family from good to great. We have Carol Kirkendall with us today. She's the author of a great book called Five Star Families, Moving Yours from Good to Great. She's also the Director of Leadership Development at Mops International, noted author and speaker, married to her husband, Lynn, for 37 years, mother, and we were talking before the program about being a grandma who lives in Boulder, Colorado. Carol, welcome to our program. Thank you, Jim. Good to be with you. You've been through the whole pace. You, you've had the children. The children have you know, grown up in the teens and whatnot, and now you're experiencing being a grandma. How, how is that? Oh, it is absolutely the best. May I encourage any parents out there who are struggling with any season, you've always got the best ahead of you. <laughs> we're enjoying this so much. We are Oma and Oma. Opa, which is uh, grandmother and grandfather in Dutch, which we are. We have that in our background. It's the best. It's the best, and it's wonderful to see your own children starting their families. Well, I'm excited about that, too, and I was holding a little baby the other day with one of my three daughters standing next to me, and I said, oh, I want one of these. Then I looked at her. She's 17, and I said, not yet. Not, not, yet. not for you. Not yet. Please. There's an order to all this. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, I had the privilege this weekend to read through your book, Five Star Families, Moving from Good to Great, and I just appreciate so much the solid, solid advice that, that you gave it. What caused you to want to write one more? family book on uh, on something like Good to Great? Probably, Jim, because it's always lived in my heart. I don't know why, but this is how God made me. And family has just always been a priority. I wanted more than anything else to have the kind of family as we all grew up together. And I say that because I think parents grow up with children 
I wanted two things the very most. I wanted us to be a family that got along as adults together because I knew that season would come and it would last longer than the parenting season. And I also was praying that this would be a family that would honor God in some way for the way he created us to be. It really is a desire of most people's heart, of, of course, to have a family that from generation to generation not only likes each other, but kind of has faith and has what you call uh, a five-star family. And I love all five of the stars, and I'd like you to kind of go through it with our listeners today. Uh, the first star is, is love, and family members don't always get along with one another. But what you're saying is this love is a major part of this environment if you're going to move from good to great. Oh, absolutely. Love sort of wraps it up and smooths it out and uh, takes care of all of our, well, I say it meets our greatest need. That's what I say about love because we are all love hungry. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just enter this world love hungry. We don't have an internal source of love. We need to get love from the outside, which I think is God's great creative way to make us used to the fact that we're going to have to eventually turn to him to find the love that meets our greatest needs. But for children in a family, that love hunger is satisfied by the love felt amongst each other. Mm-hmm. So love is the first emotional feeling and, the, and the, the way that a family relates to each other through truly just loving each other. And I like to say that if our children are loved well, they tend to love others well. But that, that is a great point. What do you say to the person who says, mom, maybe, and that mops, you would have lots of moms who are maybe struggling even in a marriage, and they're saying, you know what, you know, I'm loving my kids, I'm having trouble loving my husband. Oh, that is, well, you know what, that's just what marriage is about. There are times that we're hard to love, and it's hard to love each other, but I think that's probably the lesson family gives us the opportunity to learn, because it's the circle of relationships that should feel safe enough that we can be honest with each other and lovingly honest so that we can work through these kinds of days where we don't feel love. We just have to fake it until we make it, as we say to our kids. We just know that the commitment means there is love there, and uh, we work at it. And, you know, really, you're right. Sometimes it's just about commitment. You know, you don't feel love. You don't even feel like at times, even with any certain aspects of family life. But what we do is we're committed to it, and we just work through it and power power right through it and keep showing up. That's right. And and that's where the family circle is is the best place to learn this because we do have these relationships that are intended to last. So we can get mad at each other and then work through the forgiveness part of that. And so it's a great place for us to practice learning to love people who are sometimes hard to love. Exactly. And a lot of times they're hardest to love within the family because the defenses are down. And, you know, I've found that there are times when in my life I'll be so good and so up for somebody in our office or somebody who I'm counseling or somebody who I'm uh, close to outside. But when it comes to home, that's when I want to say, you know, I'll snap at Kathy or I'll snap at one of the kids when in fact what I have to do is realize I I do need to be myself there. But at the same time, I I need to persevere and and keep working on the love factor. You also talk about fun. And I love that little section. You know, fun is is really a key ingredient, isn't it? Oh, if you don't have fun together, you're not going to really look forward to being together. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's out of sheer perseverance, perseverance and commitment, you may stick together, but it is the fun that frosts the cake and and truly makes everybody yearn to be together. 
so fun is absolutely so important. We were talking earlier, you're uh, living in Boulder, Colorado, and of course the headquarters for MOPS is in Denver, Colorado, and our family loves Colorado. And we've had many times where we have been fortunate enough to get to Colorado, go on a hike not too far from where you go, up through Estes Park and all around. And, you know, I find that those are the times, those traditions, those uh, times even when we've done camping where it really has brought us together as a family as well. Right. And because a lot of times if you're going to live in a motel room, like four of you or six of you in a motel room with one bathroom, you learn how to make your own fun because that's not always fun. You have to lighten up. It's an attitude, too. But you're talking about if you go on a vacation together or get away from home together, you've created a whole new opportunity for fun because you're away from those day-to-day routines that sort of distract you from what really is fun. You know, it is amazing how you can have those traditions. I'm laughing because you you talked about the bathroom. Being a a dad with three daughters and my wife, so all girls, um, (laughs) one time they were saying, we were on this vacation, they said, Dad, when do you go use the restroom? And I said, actually, I don't use the restroom here. It's never empty. I just go outside, find the restroom in the hotel someplace else, like near the (laughs) restaurant, and I go use that. I do shower here, but... (laughs) That very story you just told, Jim, is is a family story, a family memory that you all relate to. And those are so important. But just plain fun, you know, where you're sitting around a table and you just laugh at some of the memories you've made together or you have a water balloon fight in the backyard spontaneously. It's just the idea that you lighten up instead of take everything so seriously and find also those leveling places, for instance, on a vacation or if you ski together or hike together. It's those activities where everybody, no matter the age, you can find a level place to have fun together. You know, that, and that is so, so key. I, I read recently where the average four-year-old laughs 400 times a day and the average parent laughs 15 times a day. Not there's, surprising. There's something wrong with that. <laughs> I know. What's uh, wrong with that picture? Exactly. And what we need to do is, as parents, I think, really, really proactively go after the fun thing. I was talking to somebody not too long ago that said, well, we haven't been on a vacation in five years. And I said, I'm sorry. Yes. Because because even if it's a, a, a weekend away, it's so critical that we that we have fun together. I, I think that's one of the real ingredients to uh, to a happy family. Oh, pack up the car and go somewhere together. I mean, our kids would say, you know, as hard as some of those car trips got to be, right. the fact that we were all in one place at one time, and even though we bugged each other and you can't step over this line or don't touch me or whatever, <laughs> again, those are the family times that are truly bonding. That's what they remember. They remember the good times of being connected as a family. That's the pattern and rhythm of families, Jim, is that we have those times that are that are both good and not so good. And that's really what makes up this whole tapestry that we call family, that, that we've weathered all that. And if it were all just absolutely fabulous, it wouldn't have those learning experiences because we learn best when things aren't so great. Absolutely. We're talking with Carol Kirkendall today. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Moving your family from good to great. And we've got a very good conversation ahead of us as we talk about five-star families. We'll be right back. I'm Jim Burns. Don't go away. Great conversation today here on the Homeward Broadcast. So glad you've tuned in. Moving your family from good to great is our theme today on the broadcast, and we'll continue with part two of this discussion in just a moment. First, though, Dr. Jim Burns' recommended resource for the remainder of this month is a brand new book by David Tim. The title says it all, The Power of Blessing. Think about the words that you use when you talk to your kids, when you talk to your spouse, when you talk just even in prayer, your spiritual conversation, too. The power of blessing is so very, very important, and it really can speak volumes about not only your own spiritual life, but also the way that you're impacting the lives of your children. Think about that. 
David Tim writes his powerful book called The Power of Blessing, and it's Dr. Jim Burns' recommended resource for the rest of the month. Now, if you'd like to learn more about this important topic with this book, you'll want to visit our online resource center at homeward.com if you're not there already, and you'll find more information about the book, The Power of Blessing. It is just now out from Bethany House Publishers. It's available at your favorite Christian bookstore or anywhere Christian books are sold. And these days, that means, of course, you know, online resources as well. But we encourage you to look into this book because The Power of Blessing is so very, very important the lives of our kids. It's something that we as parents need to be proactive in doing. And David Tim's book, The Power of Blessing, is our recommended resource here on Homework. I'm Jim Burns with today's Homeward Snapshot. I can't believe we're finally here, our favorite campsite. Oh, it really is nice to get away. And this is about as far away as you can get. Girls, girls, listen, do you hear it? What? What do I hear what? I don't hear anything. Exactly. No cell phones, no computers, no pagers, no traffic. Nothing but peace and quiet. Oh, I just love it. There's nothing better than a family getaway. You know what I'm talking about. No homework, no headaches, no diets or deadlines. Just the family chilling out and enjoying each other's company. Well, the point is, when your family goes on trips or just hangs out and plays together, it's a golden opportunity to build memories, both big ones and small ones. A healthy family takes time to play. And you can read more about the importance of family playtime in my tip sheet called The Family That Plays Together Stays Together. You can download a free copy from our website at homeward.com. I'm Jim Burns. Well, who doesn't want to have a great family? Not just a good family, but a great family. And yet, if we're really honest, a lot of us struggle when it comes to family because it's not always as great as we had thought it was going to be. But you can be proactive as, as a parent. And today we have Carol Kirkendall with us. We're talking about her latest book, Five Star Families, Moving Yours from Good to Great. And as we talk, we talk about the five-star family. We've mentioned a couple of them. One of them that I really appreciated, Carol, that you talked about was loyalty. Most families are uh, there for each other at some point. How important is loyalty to a to a positive relationship in a family? Well, it is the commitment word in this whole uh, this group of qualities that we think shapes a family to make the family what you want your family hope your family will be. Loyalty is that quality that connects us for always, through thick or thin, good or not so good. Uh, loyalty is that quality that that makes a sibling stand up for the for the younger brother or sister that keeps you forgiving each other in the midst of hard times or misunderstandings. I think I used the example, Jim, that my husband is an attorney, and he does a lot of wills and estates, which means he's meeting with families at the very end of their lives for some of them, and they will find that they have these problems that cropped up. And instead of working through them and being finding a sense of loyalty to each other, they absolutely turn their backs on each other and haven't spoken for maybe decades. And I think that's so sad because I think God has given us this circle of people intended for our good, and there's great potential in those relationships. Well, I love what you said in it. You said loyalty is a choice and a commitment that empowers people, especially when facing bumps in a family relationship. And what this means is that there are people who, who didn't make it a choice and a commitment. They walked away from mm. it. And, and, and really what we're talking about here is loyalty sometimes is just you don't like that person right now, but you're going to make a choice to be committed to them no matter what. Right. And when you recognize that you do have that choice and you, you have chosen the right way, if that would be 
that you would um, find your loyalty within this challenge, that is empowering. You realize that you have made a choice to be committed. You're, you're so right. And I, and I think that is something that's missing in today's fabric of family, whether it be marriage or even with our kids, that God has, has put us together uh, with all of our foibles, and it's time for us to make a choice to be committed long, that, long term. That's right. There's another aspect of this, and within loyalty, the healthy kind of loyalty recognizes that we have problems and we can talk them through. There's a blind kind of loyalty that just sort of sweeps them under the carpet and says that to be a good family, we have to act and look like we don't ever have any problems. And that kind of loyalty can cover up the problems that are really unhealthy in a family. The loyalty we're talking about here is the kind of loyalty that really feels safe enough to say this is a problem and we need to deal with it because we care about each other and we need to work on our communication so that we know how to uh, work through whatever this challenge might be. Oftentimes we think of sibling rivalry and sibling loyalty is the opposite of that. And siblings have such a chance to learn to practice this as they get mad at each other and work through that and realize that they're going to be in relationship regardless. That is that I'm so glad you brought that up because again it doesn't mean that it's always going to be perfect or that a, a lot of times I think in some of the most unhealthy relationship situations we just turn our backs on somebody or we just stuff our feelings but yet what you're saying is if you're going to be loyal you've also got to bring up the conflict issues and and work through those conflict issues right and also assume that people in a family are going to be different from each other blind loyalty again would assume we're all just exactly alike we think alike and we respond alike and that's not true. Loyalty accepts another person for who they are and allows them to be that. It's a quality that really allows a family to to grow and become what God wants them to be in this world. And loyalty really looks that square in the face. I, I agree. And that's great, great input. The four star might seem rather obvious, but it's growth. Uh, why are sometimes families reluctant to grow? Well, again, that sort of builds on the last quality of loyalty, but uh, I think it's because we're afraid that we might outgrow each other. And so we therefore kind of tunnel vision and we circle the wagons and we stay very enmeshed in each other, whereas we see that if we can grow, all of us grow together at the same time, recognize that we're all changing, it really keeps a family healthy. When you were talking in, in your book about growth, you used a phrase, and I really liked it, hold on lightly, not too tightly. And yet I see a lot of times parents today are holding on so so tightly that uh, it's, it's hard for them to, to let go, especially when it comes to the culture and to all the things that are happening today in, in, in today's society. Talk about that advice. Hold on lightly, not too tightly. Well, the whole aspect of parenting, the whole goal of parenting is to raise children who are capable of being on their own. And a parent who holds on too tightly is giving a child a message that I don't really have confidence in your ability to carry on or do this by yourself. And that kind of message for a child is very growth inhibiting. It's a quality that uh, keeps a child from the confidence that a child needs to make it on his own or her own. The kind of growth that really encourages each other to, to change as time goes on, is the kind of growth that allows families, no matter what season we're in in life, to come back together and feel safe, that you'll accept me and you know that I am uh, a person who's going through these growth spurts and you, you love me in spite of that. 
What do you say to the to the mom who says, but you don't understand my situation, Carol. My my daughter or my son really isn't walking with the Lord right now. They're they're in uh, they're in kind of denial that uh, our family is is together, and and I need to just kind of come alongside them because they're not really ready to to go out on their own because of some poor choices that they're making. Mm. Well, it obviously depends on the age of the child when you're talking about this. But I so believe that we pour the seeds of faith into a child's life when when he or she is young. And those seeds are in this child's heart. And there may be a time in the middle school years or, or more likely the high school years where this child begins to to flex his own muscles and decide that he's going to need to look at this faith issue on his own. Every child, every person at some point in their faith journey goes through an honest questioning of some of the beliefs their family have given them that they automatically accepted when they were young, and they want to own those for themselves. I believe that while children are still living at home, they need to feel safe enough to verbalize their doubts and their struggles, even with their faith issues, so that they can work through those and own their own faith by the time they leave home. Well, that is very helpful, and your fifth star is is faith. And you have a section in there that says faith matters. Is it possible for a family to move from good to great apart from faith? Not the great that I'm talking about, because Mm -hmm. in five-star families, when you get to the faith issue or the faith quality, what I'm really talking about is being a family that shines like a star in the universe, as the Philippians verse in the Bible tells us that God would like us to do. And that's the way that faith lights our way home, is that we as a family want to represent something that's more than just making a happy family portrait above the fireplace and looking like we're all enjoying each other. It's really deeper and wider and bigger than that, that what we want to do as a family is to shine in dark places and and give something eternal back to our world because of our faith. And for that reason, I say that to be a five-star family, the faith is what really lights this star up. Great input. Carol Kirkendall, thanks so much for being with us here on Homeward today. Thank you, Jim. I enjoyed it. And that concludes part one of Dr. Jim Burns' two-part conversation with author Carol Kirkendall here on the Homeward Broadcast. Moving your family from good to great is the topic of discussion, and we'll continue this conversation on the next edition of the Homeward Broadcast, which if you podcast along with us, you've probably already gotten your iPod, and you can listen to it whenever you want to. But we encourage you, if you're not podcasting along with us, get the old MP3 or iPod ready to go. Go to Homeward.com, click on the podcast link. And then it'll take you right to iTunes and you can set up your free subscription. That way you won't miss a minute of Homeward. You also won't have an excuse for not listening either. But whether you're traveling or you decide you want to go for a run or take us to the gym or we do have listeners who even listen in the shower to the Homeward podcast. The podcast is free. The audio streaming at Homeward.com also free. There are so many ways for you to access Homeward programming. We encourage you to check them all out and then push all this information onto your friends as well as you listen to Homeward. Well, good session today. And my thanks again to Carol for joining me here in studio. We've been talking about moving your family from good to great. And in these closing moments, I want to remind you of the five characteristics from Carol's books of a truly great family. The first is faith. You know, it takes a foundation of faith in Jesus Christ for any relationship to grow, especially in a family. We hear from so many homeward listeners that the most important thing for them is that the legacy of faith continues from them as parents to their children. Second characteristic of a great family is growth. Healthy families are always growing stronger emotionally. They're growing stronger physically and spiritually. No great family relationship is ever stagnant. It needs to be growing stronger, and we've got to work on it. The third characteristic of a great family is fun. 
The family that plays together stays together. Family time is the perfect time for the establishing of family traditions and the establishing of time-honored memories and just plain old fun together. It's amazing how that builds a family from good to great. The fourth characteristic of a great family is loyalty. When it seems like the world is all against you, having the support of your family makes all the difference in the world. Relationships that are bound by blood, which is the family, and the spirit, the church, are really unbreakable. Well, the fifth characteristic of a great family is love. Lessons in godly love are first and best learned in the family. And what we're called to do is show unconditional love to our family, not for what they do, but for who they are. They're our family. Well, those are the five characteristics of a great family, also known as a five-star family. And now here's Roger to tell you how you can get two new resources designed to help you move your family from good to great. Well, one of them, Jim, is your brand new book called Faith Conversations for Families. This is an area that, that, that plagues a lot of us as Christian parents because we don't think we have the chops to lead family devotions. Well, when you look at the book Faith Conversations for Families by Dr. Jim Burns, you don't have to think. Just look at what's on the page, follow along. It'll give you some great ideas for conversation starters to have faith conversations rather than quote-unquote formal devotions. And also, of course, uh, a new resource to many people. It's been around for a little while, though, is Dr. Jim Burns' book, Confident Parenting. And you can get either or both of these books directly from our Homeward Resource Center online today at homeward.com. They're also available wherever Christian books are sold, whether in the brick-and-mortar stores or also online at like Amazon or Parable or Barnes & Noble. But we encourage you to look into these resources. Be proactive. Don't let the culture take your kids from you. I mean, whoever wants your kids is going to get them. Why shouldn't it be you and the church? Now for Dr. Jim Burns, our engineer Ben Camp, and the rest of the staff, I'm Roger Marsh. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to join us again next time right here for another edition of Homeward, where parents get real answers. Homeward with Jim Burns is a production of the Homeward Center for Youth and Family at Azusa Pacific University.